Welcome to a brief chat with Jason Crane for the 1st of August, 2019. Happy August, everybody. It's Thursday. Thanks so much for being here. I mentioned at the beginning of the week that I'd received a text from a friend who had listened to the first five episodes of the show and said that they had caused him some amount of anxiety because they'd made him question how much he was living his authentic life. And he was interested in hearing more about how I'm living mine, not just the things that I'm opposed to, but the ways in which I'm making my my dream a reality or my truth a reality. I thought I might talk about that a little bit today in the context of two things, the part-time job I've recently taken and a way of exploring my thoughts that I fairly recently started using. Last week, I started a part-time job that you know I did not, of course, at all want to do. Uh, it is fairly menial. Uh, not saying it's it's below me. I don't really think about work being below people. But it is not how I would spend my time given any choice at all. And it is not doing anything that I find engaging or interesting in any way. But we've kind of been backed into a corner by my attempts to not have a job. And I've I've kind of put us in some financial jeopardy. And so I really don't have any choice but to do this or some job to make some extra money while we you know, get our bills caught up and, and I try to pay down some debt and that kind of thing. So I'm in a place where this is, at least as far as I can see, my option. And that is a really in pretty direct opposition to what I am, in fact, trying to do with my life. I'm not, I'm not trying to figure out how to find a job that I like. I'm trying to figure out how not to have a job where I work for anyone else, a thing that I just truly, truly dislike and makes me unhappy all the time. <laughs> and right now I'm not succeeding at that, and that is as much a truth as any other truth I might bring to you. I am not I'm not making it. I'm not making it work financially with my creative endeavors because not enough people support them yet. And while I hold out hope that at some point enough people will support them that I'll be able to make my living creatively, that's not the case right now. And so I'm back in the regular working world. And I just want to say a word about the response that I'm imagining a certain number of people have to hearing me say that, which is something along the lines of boohoo, we all have to do things we don't want to do, et cetera, et cetera. First of all, we all have to do things we don't want to do was the title of an episode last week. And for my comments on, on that concept, you can go back and listen to that. But I just want to say again that really the, almost the entire point of what I'm doing with my life these days is to fight back against these ideas that exchanging our time for just enough money to allow us to exchange our time again for just enough money to keep doing that transaction is a, a horrible, horrible bargain to make with other people because your time is – all you have. It's it's all you have. It's a finite commodity, and you have no idea how finite it is. I know we all act as if we're going to live very, very long lives. And in the West, many of us act as if we're going to live forever because we don't handle death well or you know recognize it as a natural part of human life. But it's not true to say that you just have infinite amounts of time or even that you have a long, finite amount of time or that I do. If I... If I died tomorrow, in addition to, I hope, leaving a bunch of sad people in my wake and at least a few happy people, I 
I don't think, well, if I died, I'd be dead. But if I knew I was dying tomorrow, <laughs> I don't think I'd be satisfied with the conditions of my life, what I was doing, what I had, what I had done, what I had spent my time doing. I just, I just don't think I've spent it well. I've done a lot of interesting things. I've lived a, a very, very interesting life. But I've spent so much of my time, I mean, and I literally mean that. I have spent so much of the one commodity I have, my time, on just survival. And there's got to be more than that. And I get that that's how lots and lots of people live, right? That's probably how the majority of people on the planet Earth live. Certainly, many people are much poorer than I am, even though I currently have a total of $20 that I have any access to at all, to my name, you know, any kind of credit cards, assets, anything at all. My, my, well, my net worth is negative tens of thousands of dollars, but my, you know, my current worth is $20. And there are still people who live on significantly less than that. And I get that. But the the idea isn't that we all suffer the same. It's that we use the amazing resources that are actually available to us so that we all don't have to suffer that way. And all of that highfalutin talk doesn't really amount to much when I got to go punch a clock and wear a uniform and do some work I don't want to do to keep ourselves alive because I don't yet know how to grow food. <laughs> And I don't know how to go off the grid. And I think unless I figure one of those or both of those things out or get enough people to support my creative endeavors, you know, this ends up what being what life looks like. Now, yeah, more about that as the show goes on. I wanted to mention now a positive thing. A positive thing that really surprises me. And that is that I have found tarot incredibly useful in my life. I think 225 days ago, I started doing a daily tarot card reading for myself. I can't exactly remember how it began, but I am very interested in any methodology that allows you to break out of your normal thought patterns. It's one of the things that attracts me so much to meditation because meditation over time does slowly rewire your brain so that stimuli A does not always produce result A. And we are conditioned in many ways to react to things the same way. If a, you know, if a bearded man is abusive to you when you're young, you will have a natural reaction against bearded men for the rest of your life unless you kind of rewire things so that that's not as much the case. I had this experience just recently when I went to a friend's house and met her dog for the first time, who had been abused by a man. And so although this dog reacted just fine to my partner, this dog did not react just fine to me. People are no different. And it's plain to see in many facets of your life how things that have happened to you in the past condition you for what happens to you in the future. So it's incredibly useful to have ways to break yourself out of your normal thought patterns. And they're, they're not all as dire as abuse, but they're all pretty cemented in there. And I tried the I Ching, but I didn't really find that it resonated with me. Your mileage may vary, and obviously it's lasted quite a while. <laughs> so it must resonate with some people, but it wasn't really good for me. So I thought, well, what other systems similar to the I Ching exists? And for whatever reason, I stumbled across tarot. 
And I instantly fell in love with it. Tarot has a lot of baggage that comes along with it. You know, there's there's oftentimes a big kind of conservative Christian backlash against things that are perceived as methods of divination or, you know, the work of the devil. And there's a lot of people who think of tarot as kind of a, a parlor game or a method of fortune telling. But for me, what it turns out to be is a very detailed system that helps push me past the normal ways I think and introduce new concepts into my thinking each day so that I look at my life in a way I might not otherwise look at it. And it's been incredibly, incredibly useful. I've also been very surprised how many people I know are really into tarot. Once I started talking about it, people were kind of coming out of the woodwork, and I realized that so many people I know use this particular system as a way to bring a fresh perspective to their lives. And it's really – it's not about magic. It's not about the supernatural. It's not about any of that. It really is a, an almost scientific way to redirect your thought patterns, about which more tomorrow. You can find this show online at abriefchat.com. You can become a member and help support what I do at patreon.com slash abriefchat, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash abriefchat. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jason D. Crane. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you even more for sharing this with the people that you care about. I love you. A better world is possible.